Hello again, Pastor Deborah here, and welcome to another Light and Love broadcast show live with me. But I'm not really live when you see this. I've pre-recorded it. I have a busy, busy life, lots of writing and editing and uploading, and of course, a family. So this isn't live live. But it is being streamed live as a premiere through Restream here on LinkedIn, on YouTube, on the Hidden Kingdoms channel, on Twitter, on Agape Love, Love is Here with Pastor Deborah, and on the website. Yeah, my IT department was able to put a plug-in or a embed something. So when this goes live through Restream, it will also be in the section for the Light and Love broadcast show on the website. Now I'm working to figure out how to do all the chatting, but maybe by the time you see this, I will have figured it out. So welcome. We are moving right along in the year 2022. That's right. I'm going to be having a light and love broadcast show twice a month on the first Friday of every month, probably beginning around 10 a.m. Central Standard Time in America. And then on the third Friday of every month at the same time, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time in America. We should be able to get through about 12 different shows of light, and 12 different shows of love. I'm working through just those two words to help you. Most of us don't have clear spiritual understanding of words. We might understand them from many different concepts of our soul or our culture, or maybe the particular religion and maybe the particular God that we worship or no God. That's right. You can also have definitions if you're in business, sports, politics. That's right. Every word has many definitions and concepts. And I have found as a teacher that when you're teaching students spiritual information, that's a whole nother world to be looking at. And most people don't have those definitions. So I teach slowly for you. And also, I'm learning all the time while I'm studying, writing, reading, talking to you also. Learning spiritual things is an ongoing process. That's right. So here in this Light and Love broadcast show with me, Pastor Deborah. It is episode number five. Wow. We are now in the month of March 2022. This is going to be episode number five. And the title of it is, Can Light Be Seen? We are working through a wonderful scripture that we're going to get to. But first, let's give a Big shout out, a praise and pray for Pixabay. They are providing freely this motion video. 
from a creator. We want to bless them both for their wonderful creation. These motion videos, as you can see, they are powerful. They are very wonderfully created and very visual. They help me to provide an illustration to you about the realm of the spirit. I'm recording in Zoom. Yeah. So let's give Zoom a great bid. Thank you. And let's hope they continue to be there and improve. Also, if you'll notice, my hair does strange things. Or you might see a background around my hair or shoulders popping through. That is because I do not use a green screen. They are very cumbersome, big. And my little living room does not have room to dedicate this space for all of that. I've already got picture frames teddy bears, bookshelves, desk, just living room stuff. I'm sitting at a door that looks out over Perdido Bay. I do have the shade down. It's very sunny. This little camera I'm using that I bought at Best Buy is working just fine with the light. It doesn't give me too much overwhelm me. So welcome to my living room. Yeah. Welcome to my home, so to speak. And I'm talking to you on a camera. That took some time for me to learn how to do that and look in a camera and see you. Now, when I look past the camera, I'm out in the realm of the spirit. And I can see all of you out there that have been brought or have come spiritually. Yeah, that part of us that has dreams. Mm-hmm. That part of us that lives on after earthly death, that part of us that is a being in another realm. Mm -hmm. So welcome, welcome to episode number five, entitled what? Can light be seen? That's right. And if you notice the video, we see lots of light and we're sort of looking on it. And that's what I was going for. So let's pray before we get started into our teaching today. Dear Heavenly Father, you who created light, who birthed out of yourself all things beautiful and glorious until the adversary came and perverted it. Father, we know your laws exist and they are eternal. Father, we thank you for your gift of the spiritual teacher, the Holy Spirit, that helps us even in our dreams, through visions, through nature, through movies, through books, through life circumstances, through fairy tales and fables, poems and songs, artwork, animals, that you are there to help us every way you can in every realm, that we may come to know your truth your light, and have your wisdom and be able to use it for ourselves, to help other people, and to make this world a better place. Father, we thank you for being with us today, that you will lead me and guide me in your words, that these little ones will hear your words of light. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. All right.
Now we're going to pick up where we left off in light episode number three. We were working through a wonderful scripture from the King James Bible. Does anybody remember what it was? We were in Genesis. That's right. We had just read Genesis 1, 3. And I'll read it to you again in review. Because we were trying to first figure out where did light come from? What is it? How did it get here? What does it mean? Genesis, which means beginnings, 1, verse 3. And God, that was the God of the King James Bible that created heaven and earth. That was Genesis 1, 1. And God, the God of the King James Bible, the creator of heaven and earth and of a being named man, the spiritual being inside of dirt body called humanity. Now, we learn about this from Moses. He wrote this for us, which he heard from and learned from God up in the mountains. That's right. Moses and God had a special relationship. They became friends. Did you know you can become friends with this God of the Bible? Pastor Deborah is. Sometimes he will just ask me to sit and be with him. Sort of like having a date. Just sit and let's talk. And I'll listen to his words out of Psalms. And we'll just sit. And sometimes we don't say anything together. We just sit in each other's presence, enjoying each other's company. Moses became God's friend. That's right. But Moses knew this was God in eternal spirit of the mind of the spirit. Because he was aware of gods. He had them in Egypt. Lots of gods and goddesses. And even the Pharaoh himself thought he was a god. And he was in a way. He just didn't know exactly what that meant. But he believed he was a god. And Egypt worshipped a lot of gods. Now this god of Moses was unseen. There was no statue to him in Egypt or among the Israelites. Mm -hmm. So Moses wrote this down. So we're in verse 3 of Genesis 1. And God, the God of King James Bible, the creator of heaven and earth, the realm of the spirit and the natural realm, which was all a reflection and a shadow of the realm of the spirit. That's right. The natural world that we see out with our eyes of our, of our physical body is just a shadow. It's a reflection of the realm of the spirit. That's right. And there, in some places in this world, with our earthly eyes, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. In other places, it's, it just is reflecting what happened in the realm of the spirit outside of God and his kingdom himself. Mm -hmm. So let's keep going. All right. So we are in still verse Number three, and God said, did you know God is a talking God? He doesn't need to go through prophets. If you have him inside of you, inside of your spirit, like Pastor Deborah, he talks to me directly. So I never go to a prophet. I don't have to hear from a prophet. 
because God talks to me directly. He'll talk to you directly also through nature, through fairy tales and movies and songs and art. He'll move you. He'll talk with you. He'll close doors and open doors. He doesn't need a prophet. But back during the time with Moses, he could not enter and he could not interact as much as he is today with humanity. Because he was sort of restricted. He wasn't inside of us anymore. And to be a legal spirit being on earth, you had to be inside of a human or in partnership with a human spirit. So him and Moses built a special relationship. And I hope you will have one at a deep, deep level one day with him, like Pastor Deborah does. So God said, so we learn he's a speaking God. He's a decreeing king. He's a commanding general of a mighty host of heaven angels. He said, let there be light. Out came him, out birthed light itself. And in the last couple, we have been defining what light is. You sort of see it there. It's rays of laws and standards and light and DNA. And it's different from darkness. Darkness is ignorance, not having the knowledge of light. And when he spoke, when he gave birth, there was light out into the vastness of nothingness came light. And let's look again and review what the word light means. Number one, something that makes vision possible, seeing. Okay. So light illuminates things. It brings it into clarity where there was darkness, nothing. Now it's there's light, there's lit up. The word light also means spiritual illumination. With your natural eyes and your natural ears and mind, you cannot hear, see, perceive, and understand the realm of the spirit where God lives. You cannot see his light, his laws, his commandments. Because it has to be spiritually illuminated, shown to you, appear to your spirit. Mm -hmm. Because it's in another realm. Number three, it's truth. Something that informs. And it's not ignorant. Okay. Number four, it's a set of principles, standards, laws. Mm Mm-hmm. Number five, it's clear. It's not in darkness. It won't bewitch you. Won't uh, hide anything from you. But there are different, if you notice in light bulbs, if you have them, or even with the sun, there are different levels. When the sun is in a certain position, it's very, you can sort of look at it. When there's clouds there, you can peer at it a little easier, but when it's directly overhead, oh my gosh, the brightness of the sun, but you can't get too close to it. It'll burn you up. 
Well, there's different levels of the light coming off the light source. Mm -hmm. So that helps us to understand just a little bit where we were. Now, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, help us again to be with us, guide us and lead us into your knowledge and your wisdom about light. In the name of Christ Jesus of Nazareth. Amen. Now we're going to continue to look at light. And the question to you this lesson is, can light be seen? Well, let's look a little more into the scriptures. Genesis 1-4 is going to help us. Verse number four, and God saw, he looked at the light that he had just called forth out of himself, that he had just decreed to come forth into the vastness of nothingness. He looked on it and there it was. Can you say we're sort of up? We're looking out to light. And if you notice, it's kind of swirling already like our solar systems. It's moving. That's right. And God looked at the light that had come forth out of him. And he saw it. And he did something to it. Well, let's look at further in the scriptures to help us. We're going to go slow. And God saw, he looked at the light and that he had just called forth and he, that he had just decreed to come out of him, come forth, be, mm -hmm. be stable, immovable, unchangeable, eternal, out into the vastness of nothingness. He looked and saw the light. The word saw, S-A-W, comes from the word see, S-E-E. -E. And Webster's Dictionary defines that word as to perceive or detect by the eye. It means to discover, to have an experience with just by looking. The word see continues to tell us it means to form a mental image in one's mind of your spirit and your soul a picture of number five visualize create an image this is what seeing is a likeness of a thought a statue mm -hmm. When you see something and I look on that light, that video back there, my eyes perceive it and inside of me, I create an image of it. Number six, to see means to perceive, to visualize the meaning of something or its importance. Number seven means to understand have perception in and with. Sometimes we'll say, I see what you mean. That means I understand what you're telling me. Number eight means to be aware of something, to recognize it. Remember, he saw, he looked, 
he was seeing, he was judging, he was checking it out. Huh? All right, let me see what's going on. Is this what I want? Is it exactly me? Is it my image and my likeness? Are these my thoughts that I have brought forth? Number nine, it means to imagine as a possibility. Number 10, to examine, to look over, to oversee, check, check it out. Number 11, to make sure something is right, correct. Number 12, to judge. Even he looked and saw and he judged the light that just came out of him. He's making sure that what he had thought and here imagined, developed, created was what he breathed out. Is it the same? Is this what he wanted? Number 13, to find acceptable or attractive. Number 14, he paid attention to it. He looked over it. Hmm, let me see what's going on around here. Okay. To approve of it or disapprove of it. Number 15. This is just the little word S-E-E-C, which the word saw, S-A-W, comes from. It means he looked on. Mm -hmm. 15. To have the power of sight, vision. Number 16, to perceive by sight. Number 17, to understand something in one's mind. I see what I'm thinking about here. I perceive. Now, when I look back, I saw what I was thinking. Like, say, maybe you do something. You go, why did I do that? Oh, I saw that in my mind. I already had the image there. Already had that planned out. Oh, okay. I saw now where it came from. I see, I visualize where those actions came from. Yeah. Number. Looks like. Number 18. To make an investigation or inquiry of. So can you imagine God giving birth? He's looking over. All right. Is this what I want? Hmm. Oh, let me see if I, everything's in place. Okay. That is a powerful word. So we're getting an idea that God spoke and it came out. Then he looks over it. Hmm. Let me see. Hmm. Okay. Looking to see if what was inside of him came out correctly. Didn't have any little glitches in it. So he said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light. So the answer to that question is, yes, you can see light. It can be seen. He looked at it. You can see it when you turn on a candle. You can see it when the well, earth turns and the sun comes up. Light can be seen. That's right. You turn a flashlight on. Mm -hmm. When you burn something in the fire, that's light. You can see it. 
Now let's, and he said that it was good. What does that mean? The word good, G-O-O-D, is defined by Webster's Dictionary as number one, a favorable characteristic or tendency. Two, bountiful, fertile, attractive. Number three, suitable. Four, free from perversion, injury, or disease. Number five, sound, right, whole, complete. Not only did he see the light, now he's judging it. Just all in a moment, he looked at it and he did a judgment on it. His own creation that came out of his speaking. He wanted to see if what he had conceived inside, his thoughts, his images, his desires, his hopes, his feelings, his image and likeness, and he breathed it out, spoke. And then he looked at what came out to judge it. When we speak words, light is coming out, either good light or darkness means evil. Either wonderful things come out to bless people or curses. That's right. So he is saying that he looked over his creation, light. And he said it was good. The definitions of good, G-O-O-D, continue. Number six can be relied on. Number seven, profitable, advantageous. Number eight, agreeable, pleasant. Now, if you see my eyes and my head going down, I'm reading off my notes, so that's what's happening. Number nine, wholesome, means it's whole, complete in itself. Number 10, a large size or quantity, lots of it, plenty to go around. Number 11, full, not lacking. It had everything in it that he desired, full, overflowing, always there. Number 12, well-founded. Well, it was grounded. It was based on himself, his own thoughts. This was him breathing out of him. And you will learn about talking, speaking also. When I speak to you, it's coming from my spirit, what it has learned through my soul and out through my physical body. Now, in the realm of the spirit, my spirit does the talking, whatever it has learned in the realm of the spirit. Mm -hmm. So he is saying, this came out of me deep in my chambers of my heart and mind. I breathed it out. I spoke. I looked over it. I judged it and found it good. He said, it's full. It's not lacking anything. Number 12, it's well-founded, grounded, because it's me. This is me, God, my light, my image and likeness, my rules, my judgment, my wisdom, my truth. 
Number 13, it's true and reliable. Number 14, it's deserving of respect because it's him. It's honorable. Number 16, legally valid, in effect. Number 17, number 17, satisfactory. Number 18, conforming to a standard. This is all in that one word, good, G-O-O-D. Number 19, virtuous, right. 20, loyal. 21, conforming to a moral order of the founder and creator. That's important. Number 22, praiseworthy character. All of those definitions describe the word good. And when God looked at his own light that he just spoke out, he said all of these characteristics, definitions about it. And I want to just stop right there. That is enough to ponder for one lesson. First, you have to know where does light come from? It came from a who. Came from deep inside of him, this creator. It was not designed by time or chance or evolution. And a lot of people are trying to figure out even where the Big Bang came from. They don't realize right there. And God said, Big Bang. Mm -hmm. Because they can't find God. They don't believe in that. If they did, God would show them how it happened. They'd read the scriptures and they would see the light, the understanding. They would perceive the beginning. I wrote a wonderful story in story time called One is a Lonely Number. It had to do with this God who had all of this creation and light, image and rules and fullness within himself because he is light. And he birthed from himself light. And he formed it from himself. That is him. He is good and moral and righteous. He's trustworthy and eternal. His light is him. When you receive his light, when you perceive him, and you understand him through his light, you're getting him. Mm -hmm. That's right. He's a deep, deep, wonderful creator that wants to share himself with you. That's what the story called One is a Lonely Number is about. How he decided to come forth out of himself. To share himself with us and all things he had had inside of him. So he breathed out. He spoke and out came creation. But first, he had to set some boundaries. 
He separated the vastness of nothingness, which is darkness and ignorance, and he brought forth light. And he looked over what he brought forth out of himself and said, it is good. It's righteous. It reflects me, my morals, my character, my essence, my wisdom, my truth. It's reliable. It is eternal. So, yes, light, as we can see in the natural, can be seen. We can look at the sun and judge, oh, what's all in those rays of those solar flares coming off? What's in that light? Why do we need the light for plants, humans? Why do we need the light of fires? Well, it keeps, if you're out in the woods, it keeps some creepy things and animals at bay. Mm-hmm. Do all creatures need light? Yes. Even those at the deepest bottom of the ocean, they have built-in light. Mm-hmm. You ever walk on a beach or sand? There's plankton in there that the beach lights up at night. Becomes blue and glistening. Light is in everything. Mm -hmm. Because God is in everything. Now it can get squished back. It can be put hidden away, covered over by darkness, bewitchment and spells, hidden in just miry clay, but it's still there. You can take a flashlight, cover it with a thick piece of cloth, bury it in the dirt, but the light is still there, still shining into the dirt. Mm -hmm. So God said, let there be light. And there was light, eternal, firm. And then he looked at it. And he saw it, and he judged it and said, that is good, beneficial, righteous, moral, ethical, filled with truth and wisdom. So he stepped out of his closet, so to speak, of being just one, and brought forth things out of him and created creation itself. Great stories to read in story time. They're on the YouTube channel. I'm slowly re-releasing them on Twitter and LinkedIn. You go read them about him. And how he brought forth into the vastness of nothingness. Light. Out of himself. And there it is. You can see it. He looked over it and said, that is good. So that ends this lesson of the Light and Love broadcast show, episode number five, here with me, Pastor Deborah. And if you would like to be able to see his light in your soul, in your spirit, out in the world, and to know and perceive his truths. And get to know him, the very giver of light 
the son, truth and knowledge and morals and care. He will help you if you want him. He will not violate your free will. He will begin to show you things, help you to become curious, a seeker of truth and knowledge. Mm -hmm. But until you're ready, he'll speak to you anyway in parables, movies, stories, songs, fairy tales, Aesop's fables, art, through animals, through nature. He's a speaking God, always showing out, but waiting for you to become a seeker. Most of you just want to be entertained and have fun. And you just want to watch a funny show and, and make have your soul feel happy. But until your soul starts going, wonder what that really means. I did that with a precious young lady. She was more of a flesh creature. Took a movie to her called The Matrix. It's a powerful series. Has deep spiritual meanings in it. God was speaking to those writers. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we played it sort of frame by frame. She had seen it. She just thought it was a good movie, kind of interesting. Didn't really re have any importance in her life. It was just fun to watch, sort of speak. Just science fiction, fantasy. So I took it to her. And we went frame by frame. And as I stopped and said, right there, that speaks, that's the scriptures. That's the word. When Neo took, had a choice, blue pill. And you stay in your dream state. And you'll wake up and nothing will be changed. Or you can take this red pill. And I'll show you how deep this thing goes. And the red pill represented the blood, the life of the Lamb of God. Freedom. Light would come in through the red pill, not the blue pill, but the red pill. Did you know the word Morpheus means God of dreams? He was connected and talking to Neil in dreams. As Neil didn't know, he was plugged into the matrix in the power plant. But Morpheus knew that. They had to help him wake up. And want to be free and to know the truth. Neil would, had become a searching because he kept getting contacted on the computer by this Morpheus and some lady named Trinity. God will begin in your dreams, speaking to you through nature, through circumstances, maybe through fairy tales or a movie or a game you're playing. Mm-hmm. Children learn about it, playing games. Mm -hmm. they, so become a seeker. Let the God of light bring you into his light so he can show it to you, that you may learn, too, that it is good. Father, help them to see what you know. Help them to come into a relationship with you. And then when they do, and they want to know about you, the light giver, and all about you and your light, 
Give them a Hebrews 4.12 to help them. Bring their precious little spirit up out of death, out of the soul. Birth it anew as a child of the light. Mm -hmm. And help them to perceive you and your light. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. All right, I'll see you next, I think it's on the third Friday, a couple of weeks, in an episode about love. Yep, we're going to work on these two words, topics, for the rest of the year. They are powerful. We ain't got very far. We're just beginning. So you be blessed today. Go back and watch this, study, ask God to show you things you don't know. Ask him about his light. Is it good? He'll help you. He's not, he's not there to hurt you or be mean to you. He wants you to know the truth. Mm -hmm. He'll tell you if you're even a creature of the darkness. And if you've got a lot of darkness in you and there's very little light. Or if the light you have, it's very evil and wicked. He'll help you. He's there. All right. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. And we'll talk about love. Bye. Pastor Deborah. See you then. Bye-bye.